Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Alzheimer's. I must say that just saying the word makes me a little sad. And we should feel sad. Alzheimer's is one of the saddest diseases in this world. Dr. Jennings joins us to confront that condition head on and provide a roadmap of sorts to help us navigate the risk factors and also teach us a thing or two about caring for someone with dementia. We're using Dr. Jennings' book, The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind, as the foundation for our discussions. Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Okay, Dr. Jennings, tell us about what you call pathological aging. So first thing I want people to know is that normal aging does not result in dementia. Mm -hmm. Many people think, well, if you get old enough, you get demented. That's just what happens. No, that's not true. Normal aging, you can age Live long and age well and maintain your faculties and mental abilities as you age. That is normal aging. Mm -hmm. Dementia, the loss of our faculties, is because something has happened that is damaging the brain, some underlying disease state. So what is dementia? Dementia is the functional loss of abilities. It's loss of memory plus one of four domains. Loss of memory with loss of normal language skills or loss of normal motor skills. That's the ability to button your shirt or tie your shoes, the normal motor things we do. Or loss of recognition of familiar things. You don't recognize a chair as a chair or a car as a car. You have normal language, but you don't recognize what things are. Or loss of executive function, the ability to balance a checkbook, do math, make reasoned, understandable decisions. So if you have a memory impairment with one of those four domain losses or more, that is the syndrome known as dementia. Mm -hmm. Anything that damages the brain can cause dementia. Trauma to the brain, vascular disease, little strokes to the brain. Alzheimer's disease is a disease that damages the brain. Parkinson's disease, Lewy body disease. There's lots of things that damage the brain. And if the brain becomes sufficiently damaged or you lose enough neurons that you have memory impairment with one of those functional domain losses, then you have the syndrome known as dementia. My book is designed to educate people that the Alzheimer's type of dementia, which is the number one type, is related to lifestyle, and you can avoid that even if you have a family history of it. The data shows even if you have both parents that had Alzheimer's dementia, if you do the right lifestyle choices, you can avoid getting dementia, the late-onset form of dementia. The late-onset form is the form that happens after age 65. Mm-hmm. With such a dark thing out there, we need to know what we need to do, Dr. Jennings, to keep that from happening. Is it reversible while it's happening or once it starts? It's just it's just marching to the sea. You can't stop it. So the, the data shows people who have mild cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have had enough damage occur that they and other people can tell they're not as sharp as they used to be, mm-hmm. but they haven't yet crossed over to have sufficient impairments where they have dementia. Mm-hmm. The data shows people with mild cognitive impairment who do a, a serious overhaul lifestyle change and implement the things that are in my book, do not progress to dementia. They actually stop the process from continuing. And what's causing the dementia is a inflammatory cascade that causes insulin resistance in the brain. And doing the lifestyle changes that results in 
insulin sensitivity recurring in the brain will stop that cascade of negative events from recurring in the brain. And the four big keys, I'm just going to go ahead and say them because we'll probably get off and talk about other, other stuff. So let me just say the four big keys, it's, and these are just the big overviews, lots of, lots of stuff in between, as regular physical exercise – which increases insulin sensitivity directly. That's one of the big keys, regular physical exercise, regular mental exercise, learning new things, and stress management, stress management, moderating your stress and having that rest for the mind, and then healthy nutrition, eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Those are the four big keys. And you'd weave in getting adequate sleep and a few other things, but, but those are the four big ones. When you wander around the internet and you look for help on these areas, dementia and Alzheimer's, there are, there are vitamins and supplements galore. Are these things helpful? And if they are, what should we be looking for? So some of them actually are helpful. And in my book, I have an entire chapter on food choices, supplements, and nutrients. Mm -hmm. And the ones I include in my book have actual scientific studies that show outcomes of benefit. Mm -hmm. So I don't put stuff in my book that you might find in a nutrition store that have anecdotal reports. Yeah. I look for stuff that actually has confirming benefit to it. And one of the things that is beneficial is omega-3 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. These are long chain DHA, EPA, omega-3s that for most of us, we would get them in oily fish like salmon. Mm -hmm. And you can get them in supplements. These are anti-inflammatory. They become part of the neural membrane, the membrane of our neurons. In fact, about 70% of the fat in our brain is omega-3 fatty acids. And our body produces very little of these. And so if we're not getting some food source of it, then we have increased risk of oxidative stress on our brain. Individuals that have the at-risk genes for Alzheimer's disease but eat oily fish two to three times a week had their risk of Alzheimer's disease reduced by 50% wow. because of this. And a study, a nine-year study of those who had the highest level of the DHA omega-3s had 47% reduction in Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. Okay. So the book will have a list of things that we can include in our diet to help us make this battle against Alzheimer's and dementia. And the, again, the book is The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind. Listener, you can check that out at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and other bookstores. All right, let's talk about risk factors. If you wanted someone to get Alzheimer's, dementia, what would you recommend they do? Let's play the devil here. If you wanted them to become sick with these things, what would they do? They would eat an American diet, fast food, junk food, fried food, sweet foods, lots of high fructose corn syrup, soft drinks. They would not exercise. They would watch lots of television. They would have conflict with people. They wouldn't worship a God of love. They would live in fear. They would be sleep deprived, sleep less than seven and a half hours a night, most nights of the week. They would overwork themselves. They would smoke. They would drink alcohol and do drugs. Dr. Jennings, you described a huge chunk of of Americans. This is a crisis we're facing, wouldn't you say? There's no question about it. Yes, this is this is a crisis because, you know, I think within within the society, both um, on the doctor side and many of the patient yes. side, there's this view that we live in a world now with pharmaceuticals that you can make any lifestyle choice you want. And when you get sick, you go to the doctor and get a pill for it. Yeah. Oh, I can eat all this high fat, fast food, junk food, as much as of it I want, and I'll just go get a cholesterol pill and bring my cholesterol down with the pill. Oh, well, you, you know, that's how a lot of people live, but it's not really living. If you want to be healthy, you cannot have health while violating the laws of health. Yeah, true, true. 
If you want health, you need to understand the principles upon which health are based and make decisions to live in harmony with them, and then you will reap the benefits. You reap what you sow. If you sow healthy things into your life, you reap healthy outcomes. Okay, Dr. Jennings, I'd like to spend the remainder of our time together here today talking to a very special group of people, and those are people who are caring for loved ones with dementia. What advice do you have for them? What guidance can you provide? The first rule of caregiving, of any caregiving, is the health of the caregiver. Hmm. First rule. Why is that the first rule? Because if the caregiver is not healthy, they can give no care and in fact, need someone to care for them. That's true. And so if you want to be a caregiver for somebody in your family, you must first step back and define objectively the minimum requirements necessary to maintain your health. And these are based on reality and the laws of health. You will need so many hours of sleep each night. That's a requirement for life. Mm-hmm. You will need certain amount of nutrition, certain amount of food each day. You will need a certain amount of mental time away and decompression. You will need a certain amount of exercise. And so you need to evaluate the demands being placed upon you and does it cross the line of what's necessary to maintain your health? And if it is, then the objective needs of the person have moved past what you're literally able to do on your own, and you need to then solicit help, whether it's from other family member, whether it's from home health, or whether it's some type of residential treatment. And those treatment decisions need to be based on the objective health condition of the person you're caring for. And I I say to my patients, because this is an awful thing for many patients to have to face, and they really, really don't want to face surrendering the care of their loved one to somebody else. But I ask the question, if your mom was having a heart attack, would you throw her on the kitchen table, grab a kitchen knife and try to do (laughs) bypass surgery? No. (laughs) Or would you put her care in the hands of someone else. Yes. Okay, why would you do that? Because as much as you would love to do it, you know you would only make it worse if you tried to do it because it's not your expertise. You don't have the ability to do it. Well, in actual, you say, but I have the ability to do health care, basic things, uh, bathing and feeding and changing and things. Yes, up to a point, and that point is when it compromises your actual health. Mm -hmm. And so once the objective needs of the person crosses the line, the threshold of impairing the health of the caregiver, then outside help is necessary. And so I tell people to objectify the actual functional level before you get there and decide when it crosses this threshold, then we're going to have to take action. And those actions can be stepwise, home health care, doesn't have to go directly to some type of residential thing. Sometimes it can be pharmaceutical, for instance. It is absolutely necessary that the caregiver be able to go to sleep at night and sleep without worry through the night, Mm -hmm. meaning that the one they're caring for cannot be up and moving around in a confused state, potentially wandering out of the house in which the caregiver has to get up and down all night to monitor them. It's untenable. And so perhaps working with the doctor of the one who's got dementia to get medications that when you put them down at night, you know they will sleep for the next eight hours and you can get your sleep. That's a requirement in order for you to maintain your health and continue to be giving care. These are some strategies, and there are other strategies like this in the book. Dr. Jennings, is there some place where caregivers can go on the internet or at church or someplace where they can receive help and guidance in this thing? Any place you'd recommend? So I'd recommend going to the Alzheimer's Association website. 
and looking for the Alzheimer's Association. They have lots of resources and they have lots of local chapters with resources in the community that will help with information to direct for community resources. Dr. Jennings, other than these things you've mentioned here, is there anything spiritually that a person can do to increase their ability to care for someone who needs their care? What can they do in the spiritual realm? Obviously, they want to daily put their lives in the hands of the Lord and ask for godly wisdom in their decision-making, but they also want to surrender the outcomes to the Lord. Hmm. They are responsible for the decisions they make in governance of themselves. We are, all of us. We are not responsible for how things turn out. And many people struggle uh, because they want to change the outcome. They don't want to surrender their loved one to the inevitable outcome of where dementias lead. Dementias lead to death on this earth. And that's what's going to happen. And to be able to say, I surrender the outcome here, my loved one into your hands, Lords. And I'm at, I'm at peace with that because I know in the future when we meet again, they won't have this terrible disease and we will have our mom or dad or, or brother or sister or, or whoever our loved one is. We'll have them back for who they are again in an upgraded body and when the mortal puts on immortality. So I encourage people to not hold on or cling to try to force some outcome, do the best you can in governance of yourself. But how things turn out is, is in the Lord's hands. The book is entitled The Aging Brain, Proven Steps to Prevent Dementia and Sharpen Your Mind. It's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and where good books are sold. And listener, we have a lot of other material available as well at comeandreason.com. You can find resources there to help you on your spiritual and physical journey. All at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, what you've said today should bring a lot of hope and healing to a lot of hearts. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.